morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. 1420 in the morning for this January 10th, 2023, brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD at SeatGeek.com. Today and save yourself $20 in the process on all your sporting events and concerts and shows or whatever you whatever you, you go to when you're not listening to the 1420 podcast. Anyways, thanks for making us a part of your morning every day. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, the national championship game went last night. Uh, Georgia. TCU, much anticipated, didn't hold up to the hype at all. Georgia, an absolute slaughter over TCU. If you're a football fan, you're probably watching it. You probably turned it off about uh, five minutes left in the first half. 65-7 to was the final score. If you didn't catch it, you probably did by now. Uh, not a good look for college football. Uh, it was quite uh, disturbing how bad the, the, the game got. Uh, Stetson Bennett, the fourth, I think he is. He uh, he had himself a night against a team that couldn't do anything. There was no pass rush whatsoever by TCU. The Georgia did what they wanted when they wanted throughout throughout the game on both sides of the ball. It wasn't a match at all. It showed the uh, the SEC dominance once again, which is too bad for college football. But that's the way it is. And then the the worst thing for me is you you, you wait all year long. You know that you're going to have some good teams. You know you're going to have teams that are dominant. You're you're going to have blowouts on on uh, on a weekly basis on Saturdays. It's just the way things go because there there is a. Uh, a definite have and have not in college football a lot. Now with the transfer portal, it's even worse. Maybe we'll get into that later on in the week. We can talk about that and, and how it's kind of uh, hurting college sports. But anyways, we, we won't bitch about that yet. The, uh, the Just the way the game played out, you, you kind of had an idea early that it was going to happen. And it's, it's just exactly what happened. I said yesterday, Cinderella never wins. And Cinderella, she didn't even show up yesterday at the ball. It was bad. And it was bad early. Uh, TCU showed that they should not have been there at all. You wonder how they beat Michigan uh, to a week or so be- ago uh, on New Year's Eve. Because, uh, you know, you, you've seen those Michigan teams. Teams and, and Ohio State, Ohio State almost took uh, took down the eventual national champion Georgia Bulldogs. So you got to think that the Big Ten is better than I give them credit for. I always say maybe the Big Ten's not that good. They have two two to three really good teams every year, and that's just kind of the way it goes. But it looked yesterday. I don't know what happened, what the game plan was with TCU and how how they got to that game because they didn't look like they belonged. They looked like a uh, a mid major going up against uh, the big boys. Well, which which it ended up being uh, Stetson Bennett. I think he's thirty five years old. Been playing around. He's not that old, but there is some jokes about his age on the Twitter machine because he went to a JUCO route and he's a walk on and he had sat a year out and everything else. So he's been around for quite some time. But his uh, you got to think that his. Uh, draft stock went up quite considerably yesterday in the national championship game he was the he was the guy all game long didn't make any mistakes he had tons of time to throw the football and it was it was uh, it was over quite early uh it showed like i said a few few weeks ago uh, i don't know if i said it here or where i said it but i talked i'm on this damn thing so much that uh alabama probably should have been been in the uh the final four just the, the way they their two loss schedule was and their strength of schedule and they lost two games uh, by a total, I think it was three points, and both both run last uh, last second plays. And I'm not an Alabama apologist at all. I'm not an SEC apologist at all. For those of you listen to the 1420 podcast and and to 1420 in the morning, I am a uh, 
I'm a Pac-12 guy. I'm a I'm a USC guy, and I, I really believe that uh, that the, the, but the, the the SEC really showed their uh, dominance yesterday because it was over. It was ugly. They were bigger, faster, stronger everywhere, and uh, it was uh, it was kind of ugly to watch. And it, like I said, it hurt the uh, it hurt the feelings a little bit because you sure want to see a good game. You want to see an exciting game because college football at its at its at its purest form is I think is the best uh, the best sport going for uh, for the fan bases and everything and the like. But yesterday was not good uh, a good look for college football. How the the committee got it so wrong. Maybe they didn't. Maybe the the game plan that that Georgia had uh, was just too strong. Obviously, but they just couldn't match up. And I don't know how a team that's in the Final Four can lose that badly. It's one of the biggest bowl. Like in the hundreds of bowl games there is every year, it seems that was the biggest margin of victory that I can remember in recent history. I can't think of one that would have been anywhere near that in the past. Like it, it was something else. I should have done a little bit of research, but it's it's a little early in the morning to be doing that much research. But it was uh, no, it's just too bad. You want to see a good game. You want to see a game like uh, the 2006 for the 2005 national champion with Texas and my USC Trojans that went down the wire. Vince Young, we've all we all we've all seen it. Reggie Bush playing, and we've all seen that game. We've all seen the highlights. It's actually, had a, a nice montage i like that word montage when a montage is done properly there's nothing quite like it. you can watch them over and over you have a montage like that and uh, how that game played out and you could become a part of history uh and tcu became a part of history on the wrong side of things like you you think that they would have rather have lost that game uh last night uh or not even played last night but you know th- th- lose that game to michigan in a nail biter it's something you can remember forever and say geez we were so close what if what if what if well they found out what if last night and it wasn't good uh for tcu and what's one thing that's surprising to me is that you have uh the college game day guys beforehand and nick saban was out there as always uh, before the game and uh, lee corso who is, is a legend in, in the football world as a broadcaster as a coach been on game day forever uh he picked tcu to win that game last night i don't know how maybe he was just going for clicks and going for uh going for for clicks on the, on the twitter or whatever it was going to be but to, for him to pick tcu i said it wasn't going to happen i didn't think it was going to be that bad i didn't think i think the spread was 14 at one point 14 or 15 not uh not 58 but anyway so if you put down a couple of bucks whatever but cinderella never wins and it's 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 sad to say that the kind, the kind of way it always turns out it it never ever happens the way it goes oh anyway speaking of uh usc and reggie bush and who wasn't well we were but uh he was in uh, he's going to be inducted into the college football hall of fame it was announced yesterday before the game uh like in the early afternoon it was a, that reggie bush number five usc uh we all know the story. His parents got out a, a few perks and pluses when he played at, at, for the Trojans uh, when he was dating Kim Kardashian and, and the like back in the day when, when USC was flying and winning all the time. Uh, Reggie's going to be inducted into the uh, College Football Hall of Fame. I think it's time that they gave Reggie back his Heisman, uh, reinstated USC as a champion that, uh, of the NCAA that year, give, give, give him that championship back because they were the rightful champion. What Reggie did off the field, the perks he got off the field, yes, it broke the rules, but now uh, it's maybe if, if they're putting him in the Hall of Fame, maybe it's time to say, hey, let, let's give your Heisman back and get him uh, uh, back in USC lore and get his jersey back up, retired, and the like. I think it's 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 time, not just as a USC guy, but as a college football guy. People who watch football back, back then know how electric and how fantastic those USC teams were and how great Reggie was back then for the Trojans and the like. Um, yeah, it's, it's just too bad that game turned out that way. And, and the last, last bit about having that game, 
at SoFi Stadium in, in Inglewood, California, which is a suburb of Los Angeles and everybody, whatever, uh, for them to not allow tailgating prior to the game. If any, you've ever been to a college football game, tailgating is a bigger part of the game than the game. And for them to not allow tailgating, didn't anybody do any research prior to the game starting? Didn't anybody think that, hey, maybe we should do, uh, uh, do our checks and balances and check all the boxes to make sure this is a college game day experience? Because you have people flying across the country, spending a lot of money, uh, to uh, to go to a game, I, I know you're you're not flying in, but the people rent vehicles. People do stuff to make the tailgate uh, a thing. They have relatives or whatever they could do, but they make a tailgate happen because tailgating is a is a, almost a bigger part of the college football than it is uh, the game. Like I just said, I've been to a few. It's a fantastic time. Anyways, that's the end of the college football season. It's too bad it didn't end off with a. Uh, a bang that ended off with a whimper ended off with a bang for Georgia and TCU in, in two di different ways, but it's too bad that a, a great sport like that and their showcase game ended up like that. Cause it was not entertaining. It was not fun to watch. It was over early. It was over quick. And it's just too bad that, that, that one of the, the major sports in, uh, in the United States and, and across Canada ended the way it did because it, it, you, you hope that the games like that are going to end up uh, with a bit more of a smile on your face and everything else. Anyways, there's my rant for college football. Make sure you guys, uh, yeah, whatever. Here's my rant for college football. Uh, Got to do a deep dive on what happened to the Edmonton Oilers. They lost again last night to the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Things are not good for two Alberta hockey teams right now. It's going quite poorly for both teams. We had high hopes here for Calgary and for Edmonton. We're going to do a bit of a deep dive today and do some little bit of research on what's going really wrong with them. Yeah, they're losing games. Yes, goaltending. Yes, defense. Everybody, everybody has that problem. There's got to be more to the Edmonton Oilers problems when you got you got McDavid and you got Dreisaitl and you got, and, and you got guys who can put the puck in the net. You, like they're getting decent goaltending, not great goaltending. It can't be just that. But giving up six last night to um, to uh, a team like the the, uh, the Los Angeles Kings, who's not very good, uh, that's not a good look for the Oilers. And it's getting to that point that your record says who you are. It's actually past that point. So it's interesting to see what's uh, when, when I get my deep dive and I'll 14, 20 it and figure it out what, what's going on with the Oilers and the Flames, who we had high hopes for with their trades. And Huberto hasn't done a thing for the Flames as of yet. And it's just interesting to see the two Alberta teams who had pretty high hopes, maybe not a cup contender, but to uh, to do something in the world of hockey. And one last question. For, for, a, guy, for a guy who wants to be out of the limelight, a couple of years ago, like Deanne, she's a big, uh, she's a big uh, royal family watcher, and her family that they they follow that a lot. Her mom's a big a big royal family thing, the Windsors and blah blah. For a guy who wants to be out of the spotlight, and that's why they were leaving the palace originally, because I don't know enough about this. Maybe somebody can get back to me later on today. Why is Prince Harry always on TV? He's always on TV. It's it's just odd to me that that's just the way things are going lately with the Prince Harry and the like. Anyways. Get back to this, this morning show, 1420 in the morning. Uh, happy birthday to George Foreman, who turned 74 years old today. Uh, Five-time world heavyweight champ, or two-time world heavyweight champion, Olympic gold medalist. He has five sons. That's where I was getting. Five boys, all by the name of George. Probably more famous for his grills back in the mid-90s and today than people uh, than, than him being a boxer. Uh, he was a real vicious man back when he was fighting Ali back in the 70s. Uh, not very well liked, didn't smile very much. When he came back and reincarnated in the mid-90s there, selling his grills and, and selling his wares. He was uh, No, you couldn't turn TV on without George Foreman being there and smiling and, and, and peddling his wares. He's probably, like I said, he's probably more famous for... Uh, for selling grills and anything else these days. But uh, happy birthday to George Foreman. Seems like a really good guy. On this day in 1998, Vancouver Canucks center Mark Messier uh, became the sixth player in NHL history to record 1,000 career assists in a 2-2 tie with the Florida Panthers. Uh, three 
bad seasons in Vancouver before going back and finishing his career with the Rangers. That that signing back with the uh, with the Canucks was an odd one to me. I never really did understand that. But anyways, it was bad. It turned out bad. The Keenan years, the whole bit. And actually, a good friend of the show who we had on a while ago, Harry York, he was on that on those teams back then. Got to maybe get Harry back on. We'll discuss that. Anyways, Messi would finish his career with 694 goals, 1193 assists for 1800 and whatever, 87 points and 1756 career games, two hearts, six Stanley Cups, definite Hall of Famer. I'm not a big fan of the guy. I, I caught up, he put up big numbers, but I thought he was a, a victim or a, a beneficiary of circumstance, I think is one thing. I was never, I think he's a little overrated, but he's a he's an all-time great, and that's, that's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. Anyways, I'll do, do a little deep dive on the Oilers and see what's going wrong there because it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense how they're always in the same spot and they have new coach every every year and it's still not going well. And you have a guy like McDavid, you, you got to start winning some hockey games. They've Tyson Berry, I think, is a good, uh, a salvageable player. Uh, Zach Hyman's a really good player. And, he, like, and, and you got dry saddles. So there's got to be something else going on in Edmonton. Yeah, you need, a, you need a defenseman. You need a coach. You need this. You need that. Every team needs a defenseman. Every team needs this. Every team needs that. And you can't just keep saying, uh, keep making excuses. You can't collect problems. You got to disperse them. And the Oilers don't seem to be doing it or the Flames. We'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. Anyways, thanks for joining us on the 14th, 20th in the morning for this January 10th, 2023. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for making us a part of your morning. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to wherever you get your show. Listen to some past shows. We had a great one uh, two days ago with Bobby Stewart. Give that a listen. Some other great ones over the months. Uh, 14-20 is coming out later on today with uh, with Dave. Last night, we, we talked a lot, a lot of football at the end of the football season. We had that going on, so that was a, a good chat we had then. And then uh, later on this afternoon, I'm uh, interviewing a baseball, an umpire friend of mine by the name of Blaze LeBay. We'll talk about his journey in the world of uh, baseball for Team Canada uh, back uh, in the 1991, I think it was, world champions, the world champion, and a Canadian Baseball Hall of Famer. Now he's an umpire doing a lot of good things. So it's going to be nice to have Blaze LeBay on the uh, on the show later on the hey blue umpire podcast today so make sure you guys follow us on twitter and instagram uh we're doing lots of stuff there but anyways and you seat geek for all your ticket needs i'm trying to get everything in here for all your ticket needs before uh before before it's uh t- i don't know before what but you use 1420 uh, pod at seatgeek.com today and remember everybody it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with have a good day folks we'll talk to you tomorrow you know, it's one thing to be loyal, and I'm a Yankee guy that won a World Series since 09, and, and you know the playoffs they, they've been they haven't been in the World Series either since then. And it's one thing to be loyal, but it's one thing to have complete blinders and blind faith that your team is that good when they're just not. And 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 I I hate to do this because I am a Yankee fan, so I'll get a lot of hate on this. But Cowboy fans seem to be the most uh blinded by the light, I guess, by the one star on the side of the helmet. That they they seem to be the mo- in sport. I, I'm gonna say in sports, not just in 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 football. In sport, Dallas Cowboy fans are the most. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.